Slice Audio. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Book of Murdoch podcast. Um, holy shit! Right? Whew. Why don't we? Uh, let's just all let's just start with some breathing exercises. Just uh, unclench your jaw. Roll your shoulders back. Do a little finger stretching. We'll do all the terrorism shit at the end. We'll just have a little fun first. Just breathe, homie. Breathe. <laughs> uh, where do you want to start? Oh, my God. Tommy Lasorda died a couple days ago. That's a bummer. What is he, 93? Well, bummer's hard. When you're 93, it's no longer a bummer, is it? Like, you know, Tommy Lasorda had a hell of a run. 93, man. I saw him around 18. I couldn't believe he was still alive. He looked he looked 93 a few years ago. I bet I've got... I'm not kidding. I bet I've got 50 Tommy Lasorda baseball cards. Are baseball cards... Like, they're not worth anything anymore, are they? I refuse to throw mine away, though. Because I'm going to outlast you. Because everybody has that bullshit story, you know, where it's like, oh, my God, Grandma, we've got one of them. My dad will swear in a stack of Bibles that he had all the Honus Wagner and the Mickey Mantle and the Babe Ruth, and they were in the attic for 100 years, and Grandma, you know, threw them away. I don't know. That story's been told a million times. I'm not sure if it's true, because I think everybody says that, but there weren't any actual baseball cards in there. I'll tell you what. I'm saving mine, goddammit. I've made it through 100 moves. My baseball cards have lasted longer than wives, <laughs> jobs, full-on careers. I'm not throwing them out now, especially now that Lasorda died. 50 might be a stretch. I bet I've got 20 Tommy Lasorda baseball cards. Also, I also collected a lot of Spanky Anderson cards. Remember Spanky Anderson? I always thought Spanky Anderson was cool because he was a coach and a player. He was a manager, coach, and player, I think, at once, wasn't he? I could be wrong. I could be making that up. I might have more. I think I have the maybe the most Sparky Anderson baseball cards out of any collection on earth. I don't know why. I just started collecting them because I thought he was cool. Also, I might have more Ryan Sandberg cards than anybody on earth. Man, they got to be worth something, right? Like, I brought them into the – here's the problem. You bring them into those baseball card stores, and now all them baseball card stores – you know, because baseball cards not a real business anymore. They've all turned into them Magic the Gathering places. So that, you know, all your cards are in one place, whether you're a football fan or a baseball fan or a wizard. And so you can walk in there and you want to talk the Chicago Cubs and, like, I don't know what level of fucking necromancer I'm supposed to have, but you're all kind of dicks to us, which I kind of a little bit get. Like, you'll probably get treated. If you're a World of Warcraft person or whatever, Magic the Gathering or whatever they play in that room, I would assume back in your general circles, people are an asshole to you. I'm not one of those dudes. I think it's awesome you play these games. Dungeons and Dragons and the whole thing. I think all of it's cool. But, like, you don't have to be a dickhead to me about it when I just want to see how much my Sparky Anderson card is worth. I can see their point, though. You know how many dudes like me probably came in with, like, a box and didn't want to do any of the work? <laughs> Like, we can all just look this up on the internet and price it out ourselves, but who the hell wants to do that? Like, there's a baseball, I got a baseball card store. 
So you bring it down and you don't have any of it organized and you haven't done any of your research. Like they're just going to sit for four hours and go through your nostalgic stories about how you stole this card from Edward Ness a hundred years ago. And then your sister had to beat him up. Like they don't give a shit about that story. All of that's true, by the way, I'll save that for a story down the road. Um, well, rest in peace, Mr. Lasorda. Hopefully your cards will bring me joy one day in the form of cash. You know what I'm mostly dealing with? I'm mostly dealing with the fact that my bulldog is getting old. Francis, who is the most famous bulldog in our house. Oh, man. She's getting a leaky ass. I'm taking her to the vet. Like, I don't mean to be gross about the next few minutes, but I'm just telling you what's going on in my life. And one of them is my bulldog's leaky ass. It's either, and here's a word, expressed is never a word that you want to hear when you're talking about things like anal glands. And like the, I, so it's, it's, here's what my medical self-diagnosis abilities have, have done as far as trying to figure out what's wrong with my bulldog. Francis all, either has, either needs some glands expressed or, you know, she's just getting so old. Not all, like your muscles stop to st start. They don't, they're not as effective as they used to be. So, you know, everything gets a little looser. <laughs> Although I, I have Googled bulldog diapers, and I know it sounds insane, but they're kind of half adorable. But I don't. That's a lot of work, it seems. Hopefully, it's just a gland expression thing. <laughs> there's, your, there's your update on my bulldog's asshole. Thanks for listening to the show. Yes, I do have sponsors, in fact. Thank you for asking. If you, if you want if you want to save 83% on your next vacation, go to murdochjones.com and click on the book VIP link. And you can save a boatload of cash and I get a little bit of a commission on the deal. So, if you're bummed out of my bulldog's asshole, then go save 85% on your next vacation. We got in the middle of that Francis story, and I immediately started thinking about this is like this is what it feels like when you have to watch someone's slideshow. No one cares about anyone else's pet or kid. I'm just telling you, man, this is going on in my life. She's ten and a half now. Now, 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 there's there's bulldog baby wipes and the whole thing. I got blankets over everything, like it's the '70s. I'm about ready to plastic my couch until there's a resolution here. Um, boom, boom, boom. You guys want to do a little fancy corner? There's uh, so like last episode, and I'm getting miles of shit about it on MurdochJones.com. Although I appreciate that. Um, new bit. We're gonna call it a little fancy corner. Feel like everybody could use a little fancying up in 2021. Treat yourself. And I'm also I'm gonna pair this bit into another new bit. We're calling this week in smells because I feel like if I just talk about my weird smell thing, maybe it'll get better. I have a thing about smells, really strong smells. I get not violently angry, but I get genuinely upset about strong smells of any kind, except for the ones I, I like. There's this new incense. Oh, I don't even know the brand. I can't give them a plug. God, I just sound like the world's biggest idiot blabbing about smells. But there's a new yoga series. Is it called Yoga Series Incense? Maybe it's not even new. Maybe I just found out about it. It's from like that Satya Harmony company that makes all the Nag Chapa stuff where it made everything smells like a head shop. And like one of the big complaints is like, oh my God, it's so strong. It smells like Ernie November's four blocks away. 
well, this yoga series is a little lighter. So you can have like that genuine sense, but you don't, it doesn't have to invade your house. My kids are tired. My children are so tired of the smell of incense in the house. I think they're ready for a nice bed, bath and beyond scent of like <laughs> ocean mist or something that just smells less like we're going to see the grateful dead for the 97th time. But I'm having fun with my fancy corner. I've got an, I've got men, men last week. I felt like perhaps I was a little hard on dudes by insisting that you don't drink out of a straw with your alcoholic drink. A position I still hold, by the way. But let me give you a lighter version. It doesn't have to always be about testosterone and aggressiveness. Men, there's a way to do things. Let me tell you something. Involve yourself in a nighttime routine where you check in with your... And this is and it can't, doesn't have to be an hour. You don't have to put on a clay mask. But like... The, the skin underneath your eyes is starting to look like you're Nosferatu or very testicle-like. Neither of one you want. And I'm telling you, put in a little bit of time, your significant other will thank you. You don't have to give me the credit for it. You can just support my advertisers if this works. But let me tell you, hear me out. Nighttime routine, okay? Check in on the following. Hair's getting a little thin. Throw a little Rogaine up there. I, the skin under your eyes starting to look a little sackish. Nighttime eye cream. How about just a face wash? Like a nice charcoal detoxifying face wash. What is detoxifying? Not one woman has been able to tell me what, in fact, is being detoxified. But, you know, toxins bad. Face wash good. Also, let me give you some pointers here. Look at your eyebrows. Does it look like a weird hedge in August after you stop watering it? Give that some bitch a trim. Maybe check for some ear hairs. Just check in a little bit. It takes 15 minutes. You'll sleep better. You listen to this podcast while you do it. Ooh, I would not listen to this podcast right before you go to sleep. It feels like that would that would that would put my that would put my teeth on edge. Need somebody who's more sedative. Although maybe I'm boring you to death and you can listen to me when you go to sleep because I'm just the perfect, you know, sedative. Perfect. I don't give a shit. Listen's a listen. I'll take whatever listen you'll give me. Give yourself a nighttime routine, fellas. I feel like you'll thank yourselves. Spend 30 bucks on not looking quite so old. <laughs> you can tell my birthday's coming up. A lot of these shows are about vanity. Well, you know, this is what it is. Um, what's next? We're gonna, I'm not going to do a big, long one. I'm going to get home. I'm making steaks for my boys tonight. It's dude's night. We're going to grill steaks. We're going to eat a pile of mashed potatoes. I'm just going to have a little mashed potatoes. Also going to roast off some broccoli because, you know, fat season's over, everybody. I'm eating some nice, lean, red Angus beef from the Lytle uh, Angus Ranch outside of Wall, South Dakota. Rusty Lytle is the guy who runs that ranch. I don't think we agree on anything politically at all. Maybe not even anything. But you know what we can do? Sit and have a cocktail about it. That's the politics you need to dedicate yourselves to in 2021 because that'll fix this whole thing. It's called perspective. A lot of perspective over an inch of brown water, man. Anyways, we're eating his steak tonight, and it's delicious, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, boom, 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 boom. All of that was a meander to say that I'm not going to do a big, long episode. This one's going to be a little short. Okay, a couple of things on some television I'm noticing. Hear me out here, fellas, or ladies, or they, if you uh, you know don't particularly subscribe to a gender. 
pansexual. Is that what you're called? Couple of things on the television watching. I found an old this. I love this cartoon, and you gotta you gotta be careful because there's a new remake, which is you know it's okay, but like it doesn't hit the nostalgia button like 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 this old one does. Remember the Hanna Barbera television cartoon? Television cartoon? Cartoon would be fine enough. Called uh, Wacky Races. It's just like a bunch of Dick Dastardly and a bunch of characters. There's a caveman guy and the princess chick. They're all kind of like knockoff of like big ones. Like Hanna Barbera jammed in a bunch of B level cartoon celebrities into this show they called Wacky Races. And they would race around the country. Like they're racing in the mountains and they're racing in the water and they're racing on the ice and they're racing in the pyramids. And it was really funny. It's good old school cartoon, man. It's it's a nice change of pace from Facebook. Give yourself 20 minutes of Hanna-Barbera. You'll feel better. Or Jetsons. You know, the Jetsons won't kill you. Smurfs, little Smurfs. What are them snorkel ones where there was the Smurfs in the water? Were they called the Snorks? I never got into the Snorks. I don't think the Snorks. I think I'm getting the name wrong there. Snorks? What else would they be called? Yeah, Snorks. I am not pro snorks. Smurfs was enough. I mean, that's all it was. Smurfs underwater were the snorks. Although, you know, if I was Hanna Barbera and someone came to me and was like, listen, we're basically going to redo the Smurfs. We're going to put them underwater and we're going to call them snorks because we're not trying that hard. But here's how much money we're going to make. I'd take that check. You'd take that check. We'd all take that check. Nice man in a van is going to pay us money to play radio. <laughs> I'm signing. You're signing. We're all signing. I get it, Hanna Barbera. It's not your fault. Sometimes you got to make that paper. Uh, here's my other television note. To to if somebody wants to forward this to the makers of reality shows, specifically like surviving death reality shows, also ghost reality shows. I'll put I'll put you in the same section here. You guys have to redo your formula because it doesn't work for streaming. Here's what you're learning on the surviving death shows. So you take a guy who's out in the Alaskan wilderness and like, you know, his snow machine breaks down because let's say he's Canadian and he's out of maple syrup and he and his sat phone can't reach the Mounties. And so he has to make it in the woods for a night. All it really is is a four and a half minute story retold with reenactment scenes over a 30-minute block so it can fit commercial breaks. So they go to break, and then they come back from break. So, okay, so, like, here's the deal. Ted, the guy in Alaska, realizes his snow machine isn't going to work because, you know, whatever. And then they go to commercial. But before they go to commercial, they tease a big, what's going to happen to Ted? Is he going to be alive? And then they'll bring on a quick doctor and be like, you can't survive more than 27 whatever seconds in the freezing cold and blah, blah, blah. And then they send you to commercial break like, son of a bitch, Ted's a goner. And they come back from commercial break, and this is why it works. They do a two-minute recap. They basically replay the last five minutes you just watched, and then they jam another commercial break in there. That's how they get a four-minute story into a half hour. None of which I have a problem with until you're trying to watch that television show on Netflix and then you're just watching. It's like it's like listening to a drunk guy tell a story. He's got to start. He's got to back up four minutes, retell that four minutes, fuck up the source, go to break, smoke a cigarette. It doesn't work on Netflix. You got to change your. The, the, you just you got to find either you just got to find more stories instead of one drunk guy telling a story for a half hour. Just have four guys all trying to survive in the woods. 
It's the internet. You can find them. These shows just don't work for me, though. Generally speaking, these, like, the ghost ones can be kind of funny. Because they're just making that shit up, you know? <laughs> um... Oh, you know, I was thinking about, I was talking to my dad. We were talking about, my dad went back home. He's visiting grandparents and stuff because they're getting up there in age. And he went and visited, um, I have a great grandpa, Gus, who was my grandmother's uh, father. Okay, right? And like, it, he was going to visit the grave, you know, because we don't get back home very often anymore. Home of Alcester, by the way. Uh, home of MurdochJones.com. <laughs> it, it was generating all of these. Remember the first... I think every, you all must have this like feeling, right? Remember the first funeral you went to when you're a little kid and you're and you're like sitting at oh, this is how it manifested with me. I think everyone's a little different, maybe, but like you don't really realize what's going on. Like everyone's and there's a bunch of pictures up about Grandpa Gus, who I didn't really, you know, when you're six or however old Grandpa Gus was when he kicked it, like all I remember is this crabby guy who really liked Judge Wapner and for some reason had a razor in his living room and it was an electric razor, so I thought that was cool, you know, because I was six and it was the late 80s and early 90s, early 90s. We'll go with early 90s. That makes me sound younger. So I don't, you know, I remember he was crabby. That's all I remember. When you're five, a 90-year-old man's terrifying. He smells weird. TV's too loud. There's no food in the house that you like. You somehow have to sit there and act like you know, enjoy what's going on. Parents need to do that again. Remember they drag you to the grandparents? You just be bored of tears. It's good for you. Regardless of any of that, I'm rambling. You're sitting at his funeral. You don't really know what's going on. And it's just strange and people are kind of sad. And then you're sitting in the, and then all kinds of, like, I'm a little dumb. So, like, it all clicked when you're burying the dude. Like, you're just staring at a headstone or whatever. And you're, and they're like, they're putting this thing in the ground and you're kind of piecing it together. And then you go eat a ham sandwich and some jello. And then everyone, you know, adults kind of process it in that time, right? So you get done with the funeral and you cry a little bit and you do some hugs and you eat a ham sandwich. And like we've processed that grief. On the other side, when you're six, no one says shit. And now you're just in your bed at night staring at the ceiling going, wait a minute, this all ends? You mean this doesn't just go on forever? And how come no one's talking to me about this? Oh my God! I bet I did this to my children with their grandpa Gus. Their grandpa, their my grandpa Gus is their grandpa Arvel. Son of a bitch! Better talk to my kids tonight over some steak about death. I'm sure they'll be thrilled. <laughs> um. All right, we'll do we'll do all this fucking terrorism stuff, and then we'll just get out of here. And I'm gonna okay. Here's the deal: we got an even Stevens. If you are a newer listener to this show. From time to time, we do a bit called Even Stevens, okay? This is Even Stevens. I'm going to talk to both sides. I'm just going to put you in a room, put you at a table. Shut the fuck up and just listen to me for five minutes. Just keep your guns in your holsters. Don't try to argue. Don't, don't, I don't want your counterpoints. Just both of, both of you shush and just give me the floor. I've got the conch. Even Stevens. I'm going to talk to both of you equally. Here's the thing on the terrorism. And, like, listen, man, nice and calm. No one's out to get you. No one's taking anything away from you, okay? A man held a rally the outside of the Capitol building incited a riot. It it it's factually proven it wasn't Antifa, it wasn't BLM. No one no and like there's a couple of things here, right? No one now not that being said, no one's calling you a racist. No one's calling you the Trump supporter. Uh, 
anything other than a Trump supporter. And right now is the time to distance yourself from this man. Yes, it was a disaster. Um, and like, if it, I think if this was a different circumstance, again, I, and like, I'm not yelling at you. Everything's cool. Just hear, just hear me here. Just hear this one sentence. If he wasn't the president, and he was just a dude at the Chamber of Commerce mixer that you went to, you'd liken him to a rich toddler that didn't get his way, and his dad tried to take the sports equipment back from the team that he donated it to. Like, I love you, man. I believe in you, and I want to fight with you, but like, none of this is opinion. This is, unfortunately, incredibly, all very real. I'm not trying to prove you wrong. I'm not trying to call you stupid. I'm not trying to say you're the devil. All Republicans aren't the worst. I'm a Republican. But this experiment with Trump did not work, and you need and and the longer it takes you to distance yourself from him, the more you are going to be likened to the worst of you. And now is the time to separate yourself. You don't have to. You don't have to vote. You don't have to love Biden. You don't. You don't have to do anything. You just this. This is. You're gonna. My position is, the longer you wait, the sillier you are gonna feel when you finally come to the conclusion of what the absolute facts are. That doesn't mean I hate your guts. That doesn't mean you're the devil. I bet we still agree on 99% of everything. And and also I understand that you are saying what you feel is right and proud and true. And, like, I get that too. But you were sold a bill of goods. Now, let me talk to the other side here, okay? Be welcoming. Don't use this. Like, this is where impeachment's a little stupid right now. The best thing this country can happen right now is we don't get into this impeachment battle. Like, head on a swivel, you know, I I get all this. He's still got the button for the nukes and shit. But, like, just just be welcoming. To I'm talking to you haters now. Don't, like, I get, it's funny, this hashtag no fly list is happening is hilarious, and I got a kick out of it. And, like, there are people that are genuinely the worst. What you super Trumpers don't understand is maybe the following deal. There's a there's a dude who is who's got three or four cops on him in an airport as he's getting drug out of the airport for being somebody who was invading the Capitol. And while they're holding him down, he is screaming, "You're treating me like a fucking black man." That is a quote from that man. And what you guys who aren't like that but still support Trump need to understand that it is getting incredibly hard to separate all of it and I'm and that's my thing like don't you're not all lumped together and everyone is trying to do their best but like this is a faction of people that are they're very dangerous these QAnon guys and the and the worst of the Trump supporters need to be separated out from the normal Trump supporters and then all of you on the other side need to be incredibly welcoming to the Trump-supporting people who can separate these crazy assholes from non-crazy assholes. And you're an asshole if you won't let them come to your side. I get it. All I want to do is make fun of some of these people. It's easy to do. They're a laughable group. But, like, be reasonable. There's your even Stevens. Everybody be cool. I will say, though, even you Trump supporters have to get a kick out of this hashtag no-fly list. <laughs> I, you can't invade a capital. You can't. You can't, guys. That's I, I just I, we can't be in this situation to where this is okay. This, there's 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 a difference between peaceful protests and and listen. I get to 
I'm one, and I can, because I can hear all of you people trying to argue with me right now on the defense of Trump. Uh, you can go back and listen to these episodes. I'm, I was with you, BLMers, right up until until became looting. Rioting and looting is bad, and I don't give a shit who you are. But this isn't riot and looting, guys. This is an attack on our institution. This is, you can't fuck with these things. Election results, you can't just lie about election results. There wasn't any fraud. Rudy Giuliani is going to get disbarred for this. Like, just read the room. Stop trying to be right. And then those of you that just happen to be right right now, don't be an asshole about it. This is not that complicated, everybody. What happened was terrorism. Don't, don't, just because you're dyed in the wool, think you're something. Don't think you just have to die on this hill, man. You don't. You can, you can change your mind. It is okay. Hoofta. It was hard not to just get that out right away. But I'm just, I'm just, everyone's on your side and everyone's doing their best here. Just be reasonable. But I'll tell you what not. Don't, acceptance of this hatred and bullshit and, and this, it's, Go find the smartest person who isn't political but has studied history. Don't worry about who they voted for. Like, just go talk to someone that you trust. Go a, a lawyer or someone who, who, is, who has precedent with this, who you don't know, and just ask them. Like, take your personal things out of this. This is a lot more simple to get to the middle on than you think. But oof, duh, that hashtag no fly list, oh, boy, that's... <laughs> Worth, that's worth the spin, man. All right. Uh, thanks to the sponsors. Uh, go to honor.com slash Murdoch. Save 15%. The one I think you should try the first if you've never done it before is the Alpha Brain. It's good for your memory. It's good for your nighttime routine because now you're going to have one. Um, and then if you'd like to save a ton of money on your next vacation, go to MurdochJones.com and click on the book VIP link. Just a short one today. We'll do a longer one next time. Uh, I'm going to get home and spend some well-deserved time with my children. Um, you guys have a good one and keep your guns in your holsters. And remember that fat season is over. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The book of Murdoch. This has been a home slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in studio two a executive producer is Mark. He's in my cell phone as Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producers Mark Houston. Engineering Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert... Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. <laughs> so leave this goddamn piece in. <laughs>